Hello, everyone. My name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint. Today, I'm here with Ryan from Cognota. Hello. Hi. Hi, Christian. What is Cognota? Uh, Cognota is the first learning operation system for learning and development teams. Um, a lot of other business functions in the enterprise, they all have these operating systems, Salesforce for sales teams, uh, HubSpot for marketing teams, Jira for, you know, for, uh, development. Um, for development. And for whatever reason, these learning and development functions that are so important and critical to enterprises, they're working with disparate tools and still manual methods. So we're the first operating system for learn ops for these, uh, for these teams. So please tell us how, how it works. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of enterprises and corporations, they either have one or many learning and development teams. It's a very decentralized function. Um, learning and development teams, they're they're sort of like product managers in, you know, in a in a product company. And their job is to partner with customers to learn about problems. But instead of building a product like a software product, they're building learning solutions, solutions to solve problems for the business, how to upskill people, how to train people or, or whatnot. Um, so they need to manage those customer relationships internally. They're getting a lot of requests from the business. They need to prioritize those. They're always over capacity because they have so many requests coming to them from different ones that our software helps to give them the intelligence on how to prioritize which initiatives to uh, to work on, which ones to put in the backlog and uh, and how to drive those solutions forward. And can you share with us the top three features that your customers love? I saw that you also have a ROI calculator and I saw, yeah, yeah it, it seemed amazing. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. I mean, especially now when, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with the markets and companies are uh, cautious about how they're spending. They want to drive more efficient operating models. And um, as the only learning and development operation system, we're very much behind that. Um, we help these teams go from costly and efficient processes to uh, an efficient, effective and data driven approach so that they can show their value, show the impact they're having on the enterprise um, and you know, keep that C-level of uh, executives confident that their investments is going to good use. Um, so the ROI calculator definitely helps to show um, the value that they're, they can have on the organization, the inefficiencies or the costs that might be um, being spent that aren't as efficient as they could be and giving them transparency on that so they can do better. Um, we help them manage processes like intake, uh, project planning, capacity tracking, content design, data analytics, and we're working on some cool stuff to do with strategy and evaluation. Okay, okay. Uh, and you said that you are the first and only platform to do this? Yeah, right now we're the the first in the world, which is exciting. Um, you know, so we you, you we don't own, have any competitors. You always have co competitors, but I wouldn't say they're direct competitors. And over time, as we continue to mature this platform, you know, I think we'll get compared less and less to, for example, like a project management tool.
Um, you know, the, the reality is, however, even though we do get compared to sometimes just because there's some education to go into learning operations since it's so new, you know, um, somebody might say, well, can't they do this in Smartsheets? The reality is no, like the data models are built differently in a platform that's purpose-built for L&D to solve L&D problems versus, you know, a platform that's built to solve everybody's problems in the company because their business model is to capture all users in the company, right? Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, so it would be like asking software developers to try and do their work in uh, Smartsheets versus Jira. Could you do it? Maybe, but is it gonna yeah. be effective? Not as effective as it could be focusing on a purpose-built solution. That's a great example. <laughs> and uh, let's talk about the pricing plans. Uh, do you offer a free trial? Uh, we do offer a free trial, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw that there are basically two pricing plans. Uh... Two pricing plans. And uh, as we approach the new year, we're going to be introducing a starter pricing package as well, which is more of a freemium model, which is very exciting for us. Because, you know, sometimes there's learning and development teams that are slightly outside of our own ideal customer profile. Because as a business, we need to focus on things like unit economics, what are the right size contract values, things like that. But there's this whole group of people who we could help. They're just outside of our core business model. So rather than not helping them, you know, we're going to introduce a starter pricing model free forever for these smaller L&D teams. And, you know, that way we can help them drive value on day one. Um, it's going to be efficient and effective for them and cost affordable, given that it's free. And, you know, in return, hopefully they start telling their friends about us in the industry. <laughs> That's some great news. Congratulations. And uh, can you share with us some integrations of yours? I, well, actually, Christian, we just launched uh, what we call our connector marketplace, which is very, very exciting. And it's a marketplace with uh, that where we have access to hundreds of endpoints to uh, connectors or integrations. And so that's available on our website. And it's literally hundreds of integrations that are available from LearnOps to extend into the broader enterprise uh, applications. Super. Uh, and uh, can you share with us some successful stories of your clients? Yeah, I'm, uh, there's been a lot of successful stories, which is uh, amazing. Um, you know, there's this one healthcare company, for example, that during the pandemic, their L&D function got flipped upside down overnight, where they had to really help to support all of the pharmacies and uh, all of the frontline staff on new compliance uh, mandates and, and new regulatories and things like that. And uh, it used to take them 10 days to, to get a request, to manage the request. And um, by streamlining processes and adding automation um, and helping them to better prioritize, we took the request time period down to four days. And, you know, they had over 200 requests. That, so that's uh, time savings of over five years in less than one year of using Cognota. <laughs> nice. Uh, when did you start the company? Uh, you know, like any uh, entrepreneurial story, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's usually never smooth at the beginning. Um, so we, we started the company, uh, I, I had a consulting company, service-based consulting company in 2015. 
And uh, I did that until 2018. I started to build the software alongside of running the consulting company. Mm -hmm. um, but when I when I took on our first uh, like angel financing round and then our first you know pre pre-seed uh, round, I stopped doing consulting and I flipped to relying on you know, my uh, living off of my uh, like savings and line of credit. And uh, until we started generating some revenue with the uh, with the software business. So um, in 2018, we we effectively got our first few customers on with the software company. In 2019, um, I formulated the company in Canada and we raised a seed round and, you know, started to grow it from there. And uh, being the first one on the market, how did you come up with the idea? Just, you know, being a consultant in learning and development and also having an entrepreneurial background, I was able to see the gap and um, it, it started to really bother me. As an entrepreneur, you adopt things like the lean principle, you work quickly, you know, you... Yeah make decisions by only having like 30% of the information, but it, it's enough where you're like, okay, let's go for it. And we'll pivot or iterate after that. And I'm working with all these, enter all these enterprises and learning and development people. And I was just surprised by their operating models and how they were functioning. And then I started asking like, where's the technology to, to drive this better? And they, they laughed. They're like, we haven't seen it in 20 years. We still haven't seen it. And, you know, that's when I, I started formulating this thesis because, you know, all these other functions, they have rev ops, they have marketing ops, they have dev ops and yeah. learning had no learn ops. And, you know, it, it was a, an amazing opportunity to basically bring this to the industry. Very hard problem to solve. Um, yes. A lot of education, but uh, very rewarding from a mission perspective. Sure. Um and uh, what I wanted to ask you, your target audience is enterprise, right? I like mid-market enterprise. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, we'll have the uh, the starter pricing uh, for any size L&D function. Any L&D function can get started with us. And as they grow to becoming a bigger team, then they can move into different packages. But we want to help them out. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're really focusing um, in enterprise uh, for sure. I was curious on how enterprise is different from SMBs or startups or. <laughs> <clears throat> well, startups, you know, every, usually everybody's wearing a learning and development or a training hat, you know, the sales manager will do their own training. Uh, customer success will do their own training. The CEO will do training. You know, you usually don't have an HR person at that stage. You know, as you start moving into SMB, you start hiring uh, an HR person. They start formalizing more like onboarding programs, things like that. And there's platforms that are really good to like help out with those things that are good enough to, to kind of for that stage of company. Mm -hmm. But eventually a company grows and, and they adopt a type of technology called like a learning management system, right? And the second that they do that, it adds horsepower to like allowing the company to deliver more training, to schedule training, to start uh, tracking the training, getting the results and things like that. And when you adopt a technology like that, you start getting a lot of requests from the business. And that's when you start thinking about, okay, to keep up, I need to hire an L&D team. Um, and 
and the L&D team is probably okay when they're very small, but as that team starts to grow and they get more requests, it, be, it starts becoming complicated. And that's the exact moment where a LearnOps platform can solve the problem. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, yeah. And um, do you have any other future news, future plans that uh, you want to tell us? I don't know. What are the, the next steps? Yeah, so uh, there's always next steps, you know, uh, creating a category is very exciting, uh, but you have to stay ahead and it's very hard uh, always to know what, what's happening. We have an, a, a long list of very, very exciting initiatives for next year. Uh, for this year, most recently, we just launched something called the Chief Learning Officer and LearnOps Coach Program. So a lot of our customers, they love our technology, like LearnOps technology. Wow. But, you know, the reality is sometimes they're still working on their learning operation strategy. Maybe mm -hmm. they run into an operational challenge as they're executing. So rather than, you know, not being able to support them with those strategic operational initiatives that are more like service because we're a technology first company, we've now partnered with all these chief learning officers the chief learning officers are like the celebrities of the industry they're the okay. most senior <laughs> you know they're like the most senior learning professionals in the industry they have they've been there they've done that they have you know the scar tissue for making mistakes they know how to avoid the mistakes it's kind of like you know when you're an entrepreneur and you go into an accelerator you have the EIRs, right? Like mm -hmm. the entrepreneurs in residence or the mentors, right? So these are the mentors of the industry that can now work with our customers um, to help solve operational challenges so that we can unblock them so they can keep moving at the speed of business. And so we just launched that program. We have, you know, 20 coaches signed up, some of the best names in the industry, like Martha Sorit, who was the chief talent development officer at Comcast, Dr. Sidney Savion, who's the Senior Vice President of L&D and Innovation at City Block Health, Rob Lauber, who is the Chief Learning Officer at McDonald's. So all these amazing people with this knowledge and expertise that can now work with our customers in the industry to help them get better and work smarter. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um... Can you share with us some software that you use inside your company? So, I don't know, your favorite CRM? Uh, yeah. Um, software you software know, product that you use inside your company, if, if, if you can share with us. <laughs> yeah, on the sales side, you know, we're using Outreach. We're using Salesforce. Uh, we use HubSpot to manage the back-end marketing efforts. Um, um we use g suite as kind of our you know operating system um we have a lot of tools <laughs> <laughs> the main ones it's okay <laughs> uh and maybe if you can share with us uh, the your favorite software uh, i like outreach a lot it just you know it really helps to take a uh a job that's hard to do and add, um, you know, some automation and help, you know, uh, a, a, a sales development rep um, do things faster and better and, and more organized so that they can focus on tasks and less on the administrative work. Mm -hmm. And uh, one last question, please tell us your backstory as an entrepreneur. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, I, I would say I've always been an entrepreneur. You know, I've maybe had two jobs in my life. I'm, <laughs> I actually dropped out of university, which is interesting because I run a learning and development company now. Um, you know, for me, my best learning experiences were making mistakes and learning how not to repeat those and to keep building like that. You know, when I was sitting in class, unfortunately, in university, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was very hard for me to learn by listening to somebody just speak and focus on the textbook and things like that. Even now, um, I listen to books versus reading books, because when I read books, my mind drifts and I'm like, wait a second, what did I just read? So, you know, I'm now more aware of that. And I didn't re realize that, you know, um, uh, my challenges during university, but um, I, I was always focused on business. I built uh, my first tech company out of my university dorm room. Um, after that, I, you know, I joined a company to lead some sales functions um, I identified a new uh, revenue business line for that company. I pitched the board to build it. And then after that um, company was acquired, um, that's when I started to do some consulting at the same time, because I wasn't, I had no idea I was going to build a learning operation system. Yeah. I was doing consulting um, more from a cash flow perspective. And I liked the industry. And I built a technology company with my brother, which was a hardware technology company called GoFish Cam that uh, we sold to a private equity firm in 2019. And um, he was the main operator, the CEO. Eventually, I just became kind of a mentor investor. And when I started to build uh, what's today Cognota. <laughs> Interesting story. Uh, and any key learnings that you've had uh, from your journey you uh, can share with the uh starting entrepreneurs <laughs> i mean every day i guess persistency is is key you know you need to be smart you you don't want to a business doesn't fail a business doesn't die right um only the person can kill it and so you you need to be really smart um you don't a lot of entrepreneurs fail because they quit too early you know um, if, if you're hearing really good market feedback, which is like the number one indicator, even if it takes a lot longer to raise money or whatever, if you're hearing good feedback and you stick to it, you will eventually succeed. Um, now, on the flip side, if you're super passionate, but you're not hearing good feedback, you're not hearing about a good problem or solution, don't just love your idea and think you can succeed, go out, take it in the back and shoot it in the head and <laughs> go focus on the next one with, with, you know, the lessons you just learned. So you need to be really smart, but don't quit too early. That's why, in my opinion, most companies die because the entrepreneur gives up way too early. These things take time. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> I have I have no more words. <laughs> thank you so much for your for your advice and thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Christian. I uh, enjoyed doing it. Thank you. <laughs>